Welcome back in Brady Farkas show here on this Tuesday on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV radio.com. I am obviously out with COVID today. Appreciate Nick Mumbley filling in for me here. Uh, but despite the fact that I'm not hosting the show, I still wanted to get in my chat with Bob Sosi, the voice of the Patriots. It's with us every Tuesday at this time, just pre-recorded today. Bob, how are you? I hope the holiday treated you well. Yeah, the holiday was great, Brady. Thanks so much. Uh, hope that you're feeling better before too long. It's going to be with you this morning. Uh, obviously, uh, the aftermath of last night, what took place in Cincinnati, has kind of cast a pall over yeah. uh, everything in our in our sports world. Uh, certainly, putting things in perspective, and it's difficult right now to look ahead uh, to what awaits the Patriots, especially as we talk today uh, at this pre-recorded uh, time, uh, with so much uncertainty regarding the situation involving the Bills and the Bengals, and as well the Patriots and the Bills. Yeah, the Pats are 8-8, eight and eight, and I will get to them here momentarily. And I'm certainly well aware that there could be multiple different updates you know, between the time yeah. we talk and the time that this airs. But uh, let's just go to last night. I mean, Bob, there's really no other way to describe it other than surreal. Um, I mean, what we watched last night was terrifying and surreal. Yeah, terrifying. Uh, that's exactly uh, the word that came to my mind, seeing it all, um, watching – First in, in my office and then heading downstairs. Uh, my wife is a physician and we might have talked about that in the past. Yeah, that's and, right. and I said to her, yeah, I've, I've never seen anything like this. And you, you know uh, that uh, career-threatening injuries are part of football. We saw earlier this season an ambulance come out of the field at Gillette Stadium and family members come out of the stands with a Detroit Lion That's right. who was taken to an area hospital uh, for evaluation and thankfully uh, was cleared of any risk of a neck injury. And you think about that and then we see the scene like last night and it's life-threatening. It, 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 it's a young man who's fighting for his life. Uh, the medical team of uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, administering CPR. Uh, again, the details are a bit sketchy as we talk, but uh, Joe Buck said nine minutes. I saw reported by yep. Tim Graham of The Athletic for at least eight minutes. The Bills issued a statement overnight. It's fat, in fact, Brady, I woke up at 4 a.m., uh, and the first thing on my mind was DeMar Hamlin. And I'm... Yep reached for my phone and saw the, the statement released by the Buffalo Bills overnight regarding a situation that uh, he did uh, uh, experience cardiac arrest, uh, that uh, he was uh, resuscitated at least with a pulse and taken to uh, the UC Trauma Center at the University of Cincinnati uh, to uh, be tested and treated in critical conditions. So, you know, you, you watch it, you're terrified. Uh, you you uh, you're reminded of something that you, you don't need reminding in our business that, that those are human beings in those uniforms and they put themselves in peril every time they take the field at tremendous risk. We just usually think of it, of course, uh, if not all, always think of it as career threatening risk, not life threatening. You know, you mentioned the situation with the Lions earlier this year. You know, there's there's no manual for you or Joe Buck or anyone as a broadcaster for how you handle a situation like that. Um, as you watched and listened to him last night, as you think about your own experiences, what is going through your mind on the air as something like this is unfolding? How much do I share? You know, obviously, you don't want to speculate on things. When are we going to break? How often are we going to break? Kind of what, Take me through a little bit of your own experiences. What's going through your mind? Yeah, the first thing is you don't want to speculate. That's the number one rule. Uh, none of us are, are in a position 
to know. And in the case of, of Joe and Troy, and I think the rest of the ESPN team last night, uh, they did such an admirable job, in my opinion. It, it's secondary to, of course, you know, what, what, what the medical team uh, did on the field and, you know, the situation involving DeMar Hamlin, but related to it, I thought what, what Joe and, and, and Lisa Salters and Troy Aikman did on scene at the stadium, uh, the way Scott Van Pelt handled it in studio, and also before that, Susie Culver, Adam yeah. Schefter, Booger McFarlane, because, you know, they're truly in a situation where they they don't have any information other than what they're seeing like the rest of us. And the biggest thing to me in that situation is to, again, don't try to do too much. Don't speculate. Don't add what I think would be a, you know, a lot of commentary to uh, – I, I don't want to say uh, dramatize or uh, you know make make statements in other than the, the what you're seeing the facts as they are to speak as a human being uh, and you know that's what you're supposed to do but I think sometimes in 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 in, in position and, I, and and I've seen some things you know online that you know I, I think as a broadcaster when you're in that moment when you're reporting on it and that's the key word you're reporting on it now you have to transform yourself from being a play-by-play guy and a game broadcaster to being a reporter and in that moment you are a journalist so to me the most important thing is to report what you know report what you see describe it the best you can but by no means try to speculate and you know, get into a conversation with your, your your analyst with a lot of conjecture about the unknown. Again, stick stick to the facts. And at that point, the facts are that it's a very uh, you know, as we said, terrifying, frightening situation. Uh, there is you know the, the the reaction of the Bills players, the coaches. I think you let those pictures, those images speak for themselves if you're doing it on television, and you try to describe it the best you can uh, on on radio. But again doing it as, as a reporter and a descriptor rather than you know, try to add any personal commentary or speculate on the medical condition. Bob Sosi, voice of the Patriots, with us every Tuesday here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. You know, the league took a lot of heat last night on social media, at least, for the idea of giving the players five minutes to kind of gather and then, you know, maybe go back out and start the game. I just, I'm, I'm more curious logistically is that something that is written down somewhere or is that just they were trying to figure out in the moment and, and you know, aired in real time? Well, uh, you know, I don't know that they aired because that, that, that has been the report and the ongoing narrative uh, from the time it happened you know, through uh, the early morning as we talk today. But Troy Vincent in a conference call last night uh, from the NFL office, and I know that the National Football League has uh, – you know, squandered a lot of the credibility that you would think it would have as an organization and maybe doesn't merit uh, the benefit of the doubt. But but he disputed that account. I, I think that, you know, in that situation, you know, what what is what 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 is the protocol? What does the manual say? And, you know, we, we talked about uh, the situation with Detroit. And there's a case where it was very difficult, I think, for for those of us watching and trying to describe it, and to get back to the business of football. And the Patriot players and the Lions eventually did that and played the game. And you know, no, not knowing you know what the situation was last night exactly as it was unfolding, you know, I, I think for the league, it, 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 
I don't want to excuse the inaction in a sense, but you know, what did they, what did they have to base on? We're watching it and saying, postpone it, cancel the game, you know, from our living rooms. There's also concern. And as I've seen this from someone who used to work in the national football league about making sure that the first responders have clear access to uh, the patient in this case, the injured player uh, and as well, uh, clear access to the route to get to the hospital. So the last thing you want to do is, is make any kind of an announcement prematurely, and then all of a sudden the stadium starts to dump out, mm-hmm. and, and you're dealing with that. But I, I, again, I, we don't know the details, and, and here I am you know, contradicting myself, speculating on things I don't know. There were images, uh, for example, underneath the stadium of Sean McDermott and uh, Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor speaking yeah. on the phone. And they were they were next to Donna Ponte. Donna Ponte represents the National Football League. She's one of the top executives in the NFL office. And I think that you know there there had to be discussions. It's not just okay the game's canceled. Okay, what what are the Bills going to do? Are the Bills are, are the Bills going to go back to Buffalo, which they did? Uh, you know what's what what are the next steps to take? It's not just a matter of okay game is called and, and you don't want to make any announcement before a lot of those have been crossed and those eyes have been dotted. So I, I'm not going to sit here in a position today uh, and, and, and criticize the NFL, uh, not knowing what, what the real circumstances were, you know, when it, when it came to that decision, ultimately they made the right call. Yeah. Okay. You know, and, and, and I think a lot of people jumped to conclusions that we didn't really have, despite the appearance of Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor making that decision we don't know what was said between Sean Smith, the referee, and the officials in New York, or between Sean Smith and those head coaches. There was no media availability afterwards where we heard from any of those principals, uh, except, like I said, overnight uh, from what I saw and have read from Troy Vincent. Bob, I'll get you out of here on this on one Patriots question, yeah, even though it feels, you know, it feels not inappropriate, but it feels hard to just talk about football. The Patriots are eight and eight. They are in a potential playoff spot. They have the ability to make the playoffs. I guess my question is perception. How do you perceive the Patriots? Do you perceive the Patriots as a team that's one or two plays away from being 10 and six and being really good? Or do you perceive the Patriots as the team that has beaten a bunch of backup quarterbacks this season? Because I think, you know, both narratives are out there. I think both narratives can be true. I think yeah. you know that, that, that that's what they are. Uh, they're 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 a team in contention in a flawed conference right now with an extra playoff spot that didn't exist until the expanded format. Uh, they're a team that has had multiple offensive issues that, in many, you know, cases have not been resolved as we've talked about from the offensive line play to the pre-snap penalties to the negative plays to the third down inefficiencies to the trouble in the red zone, uh, you know, and let alone, you know, the individual performances, the collective performances of the team, their team that's been beset by special teams issues, their team with a good defense. And you could say that they have, they have beaten a, a, a roster of backup quarterbacks poor quality quarterbacks. Jared Goff, uh, you know, as, as you look at it, is, is probably the best quarterback that they have defeated this year. But the numbers are what they are. And the defense, when it has needed to, has turned in big plays to spark comebacks, even in a loss like the Las Vegas game. It's a pick six by Kyle Duggar. So I, I think you can look at it both ways. They all, they, you know, they lost on a flukish play against Las Vegas. They're in position to win the Cincinnati game at the five-yard line on a goal to go. Uh, you can go back to some earlier games, play here or play there. If not for a strip sack by Miami in week one, 
maybe that game turns out differently. The Minnesota um, kick return. Yeah, you know the Minnesota. Kick, there, there's a long list of things, but that that you know that that's why they're eight and eight in, in playing <laughs> uh, to get into the playoffs again. In, in, in a field that, frankly, has been you know when you talk about those bottom four or five teams in the AFC playoff hunt, including I think a couple that are you know playing for a spot automatically, Jacksonville and Tennessee. I mean, it, it it's mediocre to, you know, maybe pretty good in some teams' cases. Uh, but, you know, when I look at it, it it's, it's a reflection of where the league is, where the conference is, and, and, and a true reflection of where the Patriots are. They're still in a position to play for the playoffs. If they get there, I think it's it's great for them. I don't, I'm not one of those people that believes they should not get in the playoffs. Uh, to me, I, I, you know, and in the way the conference is, Brady, if they get there, who knows? And, you, you know, it's, it's that kind of year. We'll see what happens. Right now, as we speak, Patriots-Bills is set for Sunday at 1. We'll see if anything changes based on Patriots or based on Bills and Bengals. But uh, Bob Sosi, appreciate taking some time with me this morning. And I look forward to talking to you healthy uh, next week. All right, Brady, take care of yourself. Thanks a lot.